Josh Dietz joins us. He's Senior Portfolio Manager at Aberdeen Standard Investments. And Josh, we've been talking about the market and how we're at, you know, all-time highs, which really boggles the mind, given that people are just suffering out there, except for, you know, the top of the top 1%. What do you make of it? Why is the market fundamentally making highs? I think the real reason for that is because there's no other place really to invest. When you look at interest rates and how low they are in the 10-year, you get less than 1% for investing there. So I think people are viewing this as the only alternative right now. In addition, we've just seen massive stimulus by governments um the U.S. and in Europe, and then the Fed and ECB throwing so much money at this problem. So um, there's so much liquidity in the system, and it's, I believe it's been driving up the stock market. So, Josh, talk to us about the infrastructure space here. Are, are, give us the sense of what's, what the pandemic has meant to infrastructure investing. Have people just kind of pulled back the reins, pulled back the money to see what happens, or is it still moving forward? So it depends on um, which subsector within infrastructure, and certainly governments and local governments are facing um, budget deficits and issues. But we actually believe there's a lot of opportunity within the infrastructure space, both on the public and private side. And part of that is from stimulus packages um, for because of COVID, in addition to the fact that you just see certain sectors prime for growth. And I'll give you one example to start in the communications sector. Right? We all know because of the pandemic how important it is to have that broadband connection to it. Um, because people are working from home, kids are on Zoom school from home, and that just spotlights how important it is. It's basically become as an essential utility to that. So we were excited about the communication sector prior to because of the transition to 5G, and now COVID has just put a spotlight on it. You know, you think about what's happened over the past 20 years, how we've tra- all transitioned from landlines to cell phones to smartphones, and the next wave of technology is 5G, and we believe that invested in cellular towers, those are those large steel structures that lease space on the steel towers, an essential component, um, infrastructure component that will allow the 5G to actually happen and grow. Huh. So that's one area. And then there's also, of course, you know, energy and green energy. Well, how much time do you spend wondering what will happen if President Trump wins for a second term, given particularly that we saw yesterday, for example, that he's going to allow Arctic drilling going go ahead? So he's been president for about three and a half years now, and we still see a tremendous growth in the renewable sector. And that's not only happening in the U.S., it's happening throughout the globe. You know, the EU passed the largest stimulus package since the Marshall Plan with a focus on um, climate change. So there are great opportunities to invest in renewables, and that's going to continue to happen because not only it's good for the environment, but it now also makes economic sense. As the costs of solar and wind are on par with carbon-emitting alternatives in some geographies. So, and we believe it's going to, the next catalyst for renewable energy is storage. And storage costs have come down about 85% over the last decade. It's expected to come down another 40% over the next five years. But if you think about how important that is, if you have a solar farm and the sun is shining during the day and now you could store that energy and use it at night, it makes that infrastructure asset even more valuable. So we believe regardless of who wins the election, renewables are a great place to invest over the next 10 years or so. Well, how about if President Trump is successful in opening up the Arctic, would you be investing in some of those projects up there? Um, we probably would not be um, investing. We generally don't 
for an infrastructure investment. We're not looking to take speculative views on commodity prices or the EMP side of it. So we're really looking for the more stable, predictable cash flows um, in our infrastructure investment. Do you look outside the U.S. as well, Josh? I mean, Europe is pretty much ahead of us in many ways, particularly when it comes to broadband and 5G and towers and so on. Well, so it's interesting. I wouldn't. Um, we do invest globally, and Europe is an important part of it. In some ways, we're actually ahead of them. So if you think about the tower sector, in the United States, 95% of the towers are owned by independent tower companies. In Europe, it's only about 20 to 25%. So there are great opportunities. We like a company which is consolidated that right now. So you'll get the orga- natural organic growth as data has grown 30 to 40% um, as we're all using more bandwidth-intensive applications on our phones. Plus, you'll get the inorganic growth as the cell phone companies are going to sell off their tower assets, as we've seen here in the United States. And that's beginning to happen in Europe. So here in the States, it seems like infrastructure spending is fairly bipartisan. What do you expect to see out of Washington, no matter who's, which administration is in the White House over the next uh, couple of years, as you know, we try to get this economy on the other side of this pandemic, try to get this economy uh, develop, uh, growing again? Yeah. And I think that's an important point you make. I believe that's the only issue that both the Democrats and Republicans agree on, is that we need to spend more on infrastructure. So I think regardless of who wins, we could see infrastructure spending. But what I will say is when we look to invest at Aberdeen, specifically, we're looking for currently right now what are the opportunities. And once and if there is an actual infrastructure stimulus package, to me, that's a free call option for our investments. So we believe that when and if that will happen, it will just enhance the value of the investments we're currently making. So, Josh, we never did get the infrastructure week. So what makes you so convinced that there will be something like that next time around, no matter who the president is, and that there will be money left? Because the Treasury is issuing so much right now just to keep the economy from going too far underwater. Why would they you know, issue more money for an infrastructure sort of spend? totally agree, and that's a great point, and that's why I said initially any investment we make is based on the environment we see right now, and if something does happen, it's a free call option. But the point you make is that the governments don't have enough money, the local and federal governments, to spend on infrastructure, so we believe they will use more private capital to invest on infrastructure. We saw that in Europe during the last financial crisis, and we believe that could happen in the United States, and we have seen some more privatizations. PPP, public-private partnerships, have actually increased about 10x over the last decade. So we think there's great opportunity if you're investing in both public and private infrastructure. Josh Dietz, thanks so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it, Josh Dietz, Senior Portfolio Manager, Aberdeen. They have $645 billion in assets under management.